0: Hey, this is Jeff Fulton here. I just wanted to let everyone know that we did the entire review and then we noticed that the recording levels were off and there's some some scratchiness with the new mic. Um, that i was using so just so you know we couldn't record the entire podcast again we've done the best we could to re-engineer the sound so that it'll there's less crackiness i guess i'll call it at the high end softened it up a bit and re-leveled everything engineered it out as best as we could but we have a much nicer recording method for the next podcast so hopefully that one will be better apologize in advance, but this has uh, got really good information in it, so I would listen to it. It's not as bad as I'm making it sound right now, but it would be nice if we had a, a better recording method. So, keep on listening, have fun, and Blood Red is a fantastic record.
1: Let's go, let's keep the flames of hope alive, never let the fires die. Let's keep the flames of hope alive. Lie
0: the Hi, this is Jeff Fulton. Welcome to the Never Let the Fires Die podcast. I'm here with Steve Fulton. Hi. Um, we are going to do what we're calling the totally biased fanboy review times two of Blood Red, the new album by Mike Peters and The Alarm. Yes, we are. We're doing our totally biased review because we're totally biased who cares it's the official podcast the alarm so we'd have to be totally biased to do a a review right we don't have to be totally biased we've been given free reign to do whatever we want but i think in this case we might be totally biased because we both really like the album right well, I don't know if it's biased, I just think that um, it's a really good record, but um, if it's the official podcast, then people might say, ah, oh, you're biased. Yeah, I don't think we're biased. I think this is a good record. Me too, I just think record reviews are kind of silly in the first place. I think record reviews, honestly, are totally silly. Record reviews might be the most useless thing on the planet. It's You could maybe um, review, like, the, the production of a record. The sound quality, you know. Right, right. Whether it's scratchy or not, but other than that, it's Record reviews are kind of useless. Exactly. Um, People know what they like when they hear it. Uh, so let's get started. Okay, so Jeff, Blood Red, um, it showed up in your, um, in your inbox. It uh, did, uh, luckily. Uh, what did you think instantly when you started listening to the tracks for the first time? Um, well, um, I put it in and listened to the 10 tracks. And I heard a lot of familiar sounds, um, and what I listen to when I listen to Mike Peters and Alarm Records right now is it's different than listening to anyone else, right? I'm listening for the quality of certain things and differences between what I've heard Mike Peters do before. Now, I did hear a lot of similar sounds, but what I heard was a much more mature-sounding record than I've ever heard From a Mike Peters solo record and maybe even an alarm record from the early 80s. And by mature sound, I mean Mike Peters is singing in a lot of places and not yelling. So I was hearing, and he doesn't necessarily yell. So I'd say, like, think over, you know, um, from 45 RPM, you know, when that was sort of a hit on, um, Mike has been doing the punk rock thing. For, I mean, uh, it's been, it's been almost a decade now. More than, sorry, more than a decade. He's been doing the punk rock thing. It sort of culminated with the vinyl soundtrack, right. where, you know, he re recorded and in some cases, um, made up some new songs that were by the toilets or, or, um, or a like band. And, um, I think that if you listen to that record, it's really a sort of, uh, you know, what I thought was, um, Mike sort of continuing what he was doing. I think maybe he was putting a capstone on that sort of long period where he was reaching back to his punk rock roots on a lot of his records. And I'll say that um, from the from what we saw um, and heard solo of the new songs, we were hearing songs that sounded like they were from the beginning of the alarm and also um, mixed with... Um, the uh basically raw to me the songs that Mike Peters was writing off of raw or the the cover yeah, off yeah. of raw yeah yeah actually i think that um that when you hear a song like peace now um, it sort of sounds a little bit like rocking in, rock in the free world, free world, mixed with Mike with Peterson's and ability. mixed with like one guitar as well, which is right. later. But I think one guitar has a feel of that time from raw, even though it's a cover as well. But I think that's you know that you know and and direct action to me is one of my favorite records I've ever heard, and so I really really enjoyed what was on there. But there are places on direct action where you know we've both both guerrilla tactics and direct action and by extension you know in the poppy fields and under attack we'd we'd heard al- almost all the songs before because we there'd been the in the poppy fields bond there'd been the um the counterattack collective right. which allowed us to sort of listen and and so so when we were hearing those rec- records those records were really like what you know we we're hearing them with two ways right what what what, what is there going to be there that's new that I haven't heard? And also, unfortunately, how are the songs how are the songs that I really like going to be ruined? And I don't mean ruined like in a like. Like uh, like Mike Ruins of Songs, but like Mike described something to me a long time ago called Demo-itis. And it's the, the, the fact that people who hear the demos of a song sometimes don't like the recorded version, and they want it to sound like the demo. And I think this album, the way he released Blood Red kind of shows Mike didn't want anyone telling him this time that they didn't like the new version or didn't like that he took the piano out or put something else in. He wanted these songs... Honestly, to stand on their own at the way he recorded them on this record. And I I think that I had it had been a very long time since I'd been able to hear uh, Mike Peters record at the same time everyone else did. Right. For better or for worse. You know, Mike would send me tracks early. We'd listen to it. We'd talk about the demos and stuff. It was a really nice time for like 15 years. But I have to say the way that I received this record, the way that I listened to it, it made me feel like it was 1991 again, 1991 again. And I'd put on that raw cassette that I got in the mail from my friend sal espinoza up in san jose who got an early version um and i put it on and and listened to it that way that's what this felt like a little bit illicit but um but also exciting and interesting all at the same time um for me i i uh i do remember that cassette um from sal um and um but for listening to all of these tracks all the way through um, while I was actually working that day, I think it was Saturday and I was doing a bunch of work, um, listening through them, watching between listening to the tracks and watching the first live shows, uh, show in uh, in, uh, in the UK, That was in Portsmouth. um, that was in Portsmouth. And, uh, we had yeah, asked, and we got a whole podcast from that. We got, we got a whole a podcast, podcast from that from, 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 from Stephen, um, uh, and Gary, o- G- Gary Overton. And actually, Mike Peters did a bunch of in- interviews on it's that. It's a very, very cool um, podcast. It was um, it's, it's in the list, so go back and check it out. Um, I, I listened to that record, and I had to listen to it again. And I listened to it again. And it wasn't because I was looking for a song that I liked. It was because I was looking for a reason not to like some of the songs because I was thinking that maybe I was biased. And um the first song I heard off the record was the song from Man in the Camo Jacket um Coming Backwards and I really liked that song um I thought it lacked a little bit in production only because um there wasn't like a hard hitting punk guitar in it and then I thought wait a minute I bet this whole record is going to be without hard hitting punk guitar or really yelled lyrics like I was saying like not yelling but more the punk rock style and what we got was an incredibly mature but also a record that is going to go for the punch and it does at right at the exact right time and then tempers out back to maturity again yeah, so i think uh, and, and i think we'll go through the songs here but i think every single one of these songs does exactly what you said there's a point in which the song where you're you're, you the punch comes when you need it, and it 's not the entire song. Mike does not waste his energy throughout every single song on this. he uses the energy wisely, very wisely, except I have to say on love and understanding, which may be the perfect rock song and and you know the, I think that love and understanding is there 's so much to it, it may be I, I think I think love and understanding is the best eighties rock song ever written, and Mike Peters d- did it, but he d- did it in 2017. I'm going to say one thing about that one might be slightly controversial, is that we had Color Sound, and Color Sound was a combination of the alarm and the cult, basically. But I don't think any Color Sound song ever really... Put together The Alarm and The Cult together as well as Love and Understanding. I, I agree with you. I think, I think it's the ultimate color sound song. It's the ultimate color sound song and it's on this record. Yeah. Um, I mean someone – I, I talked to Ian Wilson on the phone once, which is the the Alarm's old manager. And it was before Color Sound came out. Um, and we had this long discussion before he invited my friend and I, which is not Jeff, another friend and I, to go see um, Stiffful Fingers, who he was managing at the time. Um, out here in Los Angeles. And um, and I said, I asked him, hey, Ian, what what is what does color sound sound like? And he's like, Steve, it sounds like a cross between the cult and you two. And I, I just replace U two with the alarm because I think Ian at that time was a little biased because of the way that um, the he wa- way that he left the alarm. But I think, you know, I think this song actually sort of shows that. Love and Understanding, that sort of perfect combination of what The Alarm and U2 would bring to a song and what a band like The Cult would bring to a song. I'm going to go out on a limb here and just say that Blood Red actually is the first time that if someone wanted to compare Mike Peters to U2 in a positive way, um, it actually would be justified in that it's 10 or 11, if you include the extra song on the vinyl record, it is 10 good U two songs, but also combined with the sensibilities of a Mike Peters and the Alarm. I'm going to say that I'm not going to say that ten. it's ten songs that U two wishes they could record. Um, sure, sure. <laughs> um, um, that's coming from our, uh, that's coming from our perspective. <laughs> no, but I understand that what I'm saying is that there, there's a quality, um, and a and a um a a a temperament to a U two album that a lot of us alarm fans right. sort a, of it's a maturity and it's I, a maturity. I think what you're hearing is the maturity of that those records that um, but, but one of the problems with the U2 records when you listen to them, yes, they're mature, but there's zero struggle in those records. The so U2 yeah. is like on a, on a planet where they have nothing to fight for anymore, right? So what I hear in Blood Red is the opposite. It may have, it, it may be reminiscent a little bit of U2, there, but it's also reminiscent of The Alarm. And, and you can argue who did it first, what, right. whatever. Yeah. What I'm saying is, yes, the quality of that type of music that comes from the 80s is there, the maturity, but, but, in every single one of these eleven tracks, is a struggle to survive, and that struggle to survive, I think, is the most vital thing about the original arm songs and what we have now, and what you don't get from a band like you two that has no struggle left. In well, they have no struggle, right? And that's and what I wanted to say was the production quality and the temperament are the quality of you know a million dollar produced YouTube release. You mean a million dollar per track? Per track, but. The songwriting quality to me is breathe, feel free, rise, and the first, t- um, t- the first of the, in the um, Fields. in the Papa Fields Bond, first three, four of the in Papa Fields Bond, um, uh, records where the songwriting was there, maybe the production wasn't, but you could tell where there was like, This this quality Mm -hmm. that I that I um that I just appreciate. The first time I heard it, I thought this is the best produced Mike Peters record I've heard ever. Uh, and it might have been because headphones have gotten better. It might be because the MP3 quality was better. But I don't think so. I think it's just produced really well. It's bright and clean. And there's, I think Mike talked about that the way the band is formed now with a four piece with jewels on keyboards, um, and a bass player and Mike playing guitar that it leaves some space in the songs instead of there being a wall of sound. I love the wall of sound sound as well. So I can't say that this is better. I certainly understand what he's talking about, about there being space in the records. And that's what this sounds like. But when I first heard this, I was shocked. I was like, what the hell is this? When um, Borrow came on, I'm like, huh, there should be guitars here where the, what? what? But, um, but I had to listen to the whole thing and listen to the whole record um, and all the way through, and listen to it again, and suddenly there was a point at which, a couple of days after I was listening to it, I'm like, "Oh my God, I totally get this record now!" Right? This this record is um, is a point in time for Mike Peters. Uh, to, what is it? How how many years into his solo career were like what twenty twenty six years into a solo career? There's um, something very special, and I, I want to say this is what I wrote almost immediately after that I want to read it because I I don't I don't know if I could actually formulate this as this thought um, on my own right now but I wrote it down so this is what I said about the record I may be completely off base here but I believe this whole record and everything about it was a direct calculated move by Mike Peters to try to save his wife's life from the themes and the words of the songs to the structure to s- of the songs themselves from the instrumentation to the makeup of the band. I think Mike designed it all to make sure that Jules received the same kind of drive and push and electric thrill that he received when he first pushed out on stage to sing unalarmed and unplugged after he was told he had cancer for the first time in 1995. I think Mike truly believes the music, the process of making playing and even listening to it could heal his wife Jules and at the same time heal himself. It's the purest, most explicit form of love I can imagine, and um, while while uh, I didn't write that, that's exactly how I feel. Um, after I, I think um, there's an interview with Jules, and she's and Mike said, "I need you, I need you to get up on stage to the gathering. I need I need you to play keyboard for record." Number number four, and right? she said, "What are you talking about? I'm I'm walking ten miles back and forth to cancer treatments every day." what what do you mean and i think he knew exactly what he was saying he was saying i need you in the band right to give her something some special extra push now having two boys and having mike and having a career and having her entire family there's a push there for already don't this don't, is something, don't, this is something different her. this is something just for her these are songs where she gets to play on every single song there's a piece of this album where she's part of the entire thing, the entire process. And so every single one of these songs, didn't hear any of them, or maybe only The Gathering, which we were not at, before now. We heard Cenotaph, and we heard um, Peace, now. Peace Now. We heard those. Those are not Jules' songs, unless they add keyboards to them. Those are Mike Peters' Um, doing punk rock versions of, um, Neil Young songs. And what I think we'll find on, Vir- we're Vir- find Black. on Viral I mean, Black. And we're gonna find on Viral Black. Maybe Viral Black will be produced like this. We, we have no, no oh, idea. Oh, I'm sure the right? production quality is gonna be the same. But I think the songs are gonna be different as we've heard, especially Two Rivers, which right now is my favorite song of all time, bar none <laughs> of every <laughs> exactly. song ever written. And I have never even heard a real version right, of it. Right, I know, me too. I know. So saying. let's start with this record. Okay, so tomorrow. Um, so, the first track is tomorrow, and this is the one that shocked me when I heard it first because it there are guitars in it, but they seem to be a little down in the mix and the, and the keyboard seem to be a little up and I think it it reminds me of um, close remember close of course the first track close from the from the, the original in the poppy fields record that Mike had put together, which is a bunch of demos I think that there 's like fourteen tracks on it that that, that he oh, sent oh, just to, that he sent to me um before in the poppy fields bond came c- came out there were 14 tracks on there it started off with close and I was like holy crap like this is something totally different right most all those songs got released in diff- different parts of in the poppy fields bond but my point being is that it was like a shock to the system right There's i don't think 10 brand new sounding songs um 10 basically 10 new songs right. of that we had just finished rise in color sound and then comes out of Mr. Peters is this incredible sounding set of 10 new tunes. Right. Um, um, okay, so tomorrow, what, what, let's, okay. Let's, let's do a little snippet of it. Tomorrow. So, Steve, um, tell me your thoughts on tomorrow. Well, I think that it, it's – again, it starts off you know, in a way that I was not expecting. Um, it, it, it does it, – it starts building, and then Mike does one of his um, signature moves where he lowers the levels on some of the tracks of the song so that he can get the punch in the chorus. But it only does that once in the song, and that's right there. Um, it builds with some great, tasty guitar, and then when it gets to the chorus – The chorus is actually very reminiscent of Back to the System or Shine On, right? So, so he's really reaching back here to some of his first solo material. Some of his first unalarmed songs. His first unalarmed songs, exactly. Um, and I'm going to say that when I, when I listen to this song and every single one of them on the record, especially tomorrow, because the first one I heard, I said, well, this sounds pretty nice. This sounds good. Um, I would have put an electric guitar – I would have put a second guitar right there. And then suddenly, a second guitar shows up. But it's probably the deceiver being switched into electric guitar mode, and then there's – like the Deceiver like an, being the guitar that Mike plays. i am sorry—the right? Deceiver being the, the the guitar Mike plays right now, being turned into electric guitar mode, and then there's an awesome rocking, um, distorted guitar riff that's coming straight out of an acoustic guitar that's in electric mode, and that happens on every single song. And it's different on, on all 10 on this one. Yeah. yeah. So I say like, like I, at first I, I was kind of shocked by how this sounded. I had to listen to it twice. But I had to listen to the entire album before I came back here and understood how this – why this song is perfect where, where it is because it, it really sets the stage for the rest of the record. Unlike in the past where you've had a song like Back Into the System or a song like Shine On or even a song like Raw or even Rain in the Summertime um, – where they lead off the record, but the rest of the record doesn't really sound like that. It doesn't really give a flavor. It just kind of like, um, f- felt, felt a little bit more calculated as a single. Um, this doesn't feel that way at all. This is more like, guess what you're going to hear, guys? This is the record I put out for you. Right. Right. And so, like, it isn't that you're going to hear pieces of, of coming, of not coming backwards, but pieces of tomorrow and every other song, but the, the idea and the theme and the plane and the production is the same throughout. Yes. And there's no, there's no lull. There's no, they don't go. See, doesn't come backwards. I'm going to use that. There's no place where he goes back to me on this record. And it's not like, Oh, I, I think that's an old Mike Peters trope. What I hear is where, where I would initially have thought, um, we're going to hear uh, Mike Peters thing, which to me is not a bad thing. What I'm just saying I'm going to hear another – an, what you what hear what, you I, what can... I think of. Yeah, Mike Peters not uh, singing in the key that he thinks he has to sing in because of his, his throat. But suddenly we're getting like a, a left turn where, where we'd expect a right turn right. and something changes to make turn it into what would be a pop classic Rather than an alarm classic. I don't know how else to say it. I will say that there, uh, Mike, Mike Peters does have what I would kind of refer to as a leitmotif in some of his songs. And the third track on this record, which I'm just jump, jumping to right now, which is There Must Be, um, a, way. There must be a Way, which is the single, there, the late motif that My Pierce has that started in unbreak the promise continued through something like break bread with me and continues with this song as well. There is a, there's a certain melody that, um, that he goes back to. Um, and at one point, you know, if you do something twice, people think you're copying yourself. If you do it three times, it feels like it's on purpose. And I think the late motif in that song is that there's a melody there that I think, um, is somewhat, and, and you may make fun of this. I think that melody in that song is part of Mike Peter's life force. Like, there is something about that melody that he keeps going back to it's because spiritual off, it, of, it, off of um ex- exactly exactly. So I know we jumped there. Um, let's go to coming backwards really quick. This is this is a really great song. Um, I, I think it, coming backwards um, it sh- it could be um, a hit single on on for, top forty radio right now. Knowing nothing. My 11 year old was like, "I love that song." Who my is it? my 12 year old was like, "Are there more songs that like coming backwards?" And but then I actually played him other songs is all, I love time. I loved so. There are definitely other songs on the record that kids and I don't mean to say kids, but kids who like music and not little kids oh, like what I could hear. Honestly, and this is, uh, it, you know, with some of the other other newer, newer alarm albums, you're like, "Oh, it's 45." Oh, it's 45 rpm. I could hear that you know played with like Green Day or Blink One Eighty Two or whatever on the radio. But like the songs in this record, I could hear any one of them on the radio. I wouldn't be surprised if I heard any any one of them on the also, radio. Also, I wouldn't be surprised if I was he- hearing an Ed Sheeran write one of these songs or something like that. I'm not even talking about alternative radio. And I'm not saying Mike Peter Still is an alternative alternative artist, but alternative doesn't mean honestly doesn't mean. Sh- does not mean anything, it right? Mean anything, and so these songs could be played anywhere, and that would be perfectly fine, and and they would fit anywhere, which, which is great. Um, so um, we're on coming backwards, and I would just like to say that um, originally the uh, the third break, where it because there was a guitar well, solo. Well, you know what? Let's listen to a little bit of it. Okay, let's go.
1: Break down the moving parts. Life's speeding by like a falling star. I don't wanna be. But where you are, inside, outside, all the way round, over, under, sideways, down. Okay, so what do you think? Now, well,
0: now well, me. listen. So I love, I love the beginning of the song. I love the the intermediate portions and the chorus. And then um, I was kind of taken aback that the chorus doesn't repeat three times. I'd mentioned that before. See, that's, remember, Raw did that, Raw, and that's okay. Then. There's a break where there's a guitar solo at the end and a bridge, and then it breaks into like a, um, you know, a bridge of some sort. I, originally, I I thought, wow, that's kind of out of place. But now that I've heard this, it, the the C- in CD form, it sound it's out not of place out of at all. place at all. I don't remember just originally listening on the headphones. Now it's like, oh wow, that's pretty awesome. Like I, so, I I need to listen to it a couple times before I really got that. Let's listen to a little bit of there must be a way. Um, which is which is, the, which is a single, which is the single right now. It actually has been getting pretty good airplay on BBC Wales too on a couple of shows actually. And today is Friday, um, the nineteenth. This is the day of the Cardiff um, uh, show, and Mike and Jules were on the radio this morning. I listened to it. Um, and they played this song and the um the woman who did the review i mean who did the interview who does a lot of them and she's really cool she played this in sixty eight guns and she just the the people at the radio station are just clamoring over how much they love um there must be a way and as we're saying this is this is a mike peters Trope, and I'm saying it in the best way possible. Yeah. So this is like the one song on the radio where Mike has gone back and said, "I'm going to do everything I do extremely well. I'm going to do it one time in this song, and this is going to be my single." Yeah. And so this this song, and let's play a little bit.
1: I can't speak beyond these silent walls. Locked inside. You
0: know what I hear in that song? I hear "Free Inside" from um. And so so when I go back to the when when there was this they say it's like this is like 2001. I hear contenders oh, so. contenders as well. So so in in 2001, Mike Peters sent this in the Poppy Fields de- demo CD to me. Um, and "Free Inside" was on it. It was like track number four, right? And this is what was intended to be the album that would come out next. Um, now "Free Inside" ended up on on. In the poppy fields, number five. But I, when I listen to the song, I thought of Mike's sister, um, who who had a brain aneurysm and can't and can't really communicate anymore. And this, to me, Sue. yes, Sorry. and and i thought free inside i thought well that's about it has to be about a sister um i also thought the song in the Pop, poppy fields was about a sister as well i don't know if it was the song all seen was was um about a sister also so. i don't know we don't we may have an insight yeah, into that it at the time i thought that the the old old track from um the Abbey Road sessions called I Can't Get Through was also on the same theme, but I went back and listened to that and it's, I don't know if it might be, but it seems more, it, that song seems more embattled. It seems more like between, you know, some sort of relationship with like the band or with Jules or with some something with his parents, but, um, but Free Inside always struck, struck me as that, and this song does too, so there must be a way it strikes me, it, about a sister, but it doesn't have to be because, I mean, all the things that Mike and Jules and his mom, who was, you know, who just um, passed away as well, and, you know, all these things at once are, are, you know, are all bubbling up. And I think Mike actually kind of likes to keep it that way. He likes to keep it a bit mysterious about what the songs are actually about. So who knows? But it can be about whatever you want. I listen to it and I think about um, stuff that happened in my, my life too. So, I mean, that's, that's the point. To me, um, it's, There Must Be a Way is basically um, Mike Peters writing um, a Mike Peters song, um, putting in – this is the song that is the least specific but the most – Heartfelt of the songs on but the I record. Think to him, it's super specific, but I think the, the least idea, specific to us as yeah, an audience. He doesn't name anyone. No there's one. no, you know, it is, yes but yes. it's the. I, this is an album that I. The entire album I'm going to say, that does not include one song that sounds like Spirit of '76, where I've heard Spirit of '76 kind of. Remade a few times over and over again. I've heard "One Step Closer to Home" remade well, over and over time. There's an amazing version of Spirit of Six that I've forgotten about. The war song that's on the in the right. in the um, Counterattack Collective. That's an amazing song. I I wish they had done something with the song, but it is Spirit of Savior 6. And so this is an album that every single song sounds similar to one another, right. there are motifs but different. In there that that flowed in and out. But different, and there's not a copy of a Mike Peters alarm right. song in here. This anywhere. record is not Mike Peters. And this is something that, that I, that I, that I it frustrated me about some of his r- records in the nineties. I always felt like with breathe and, and, and feel free, not as much with rise. Um, but, but maybe with some of the alarm, the, the first alarm in the, um, in the poppy fields rec- record, I sort of felt like Mike was like, look, record industry I can write every song okay I can write I can write a Bon Jovi song not really Bon Jovi I can write a write a cult song I can write a rock songs I can write slow songs Give me a effing chance, yeah. because yeah, I can, give me a, can, a job. Yeah. I can write any song you can imagine. Right, and, and I felt like those records are like Mike's sort of plea to like, I shouldn't be in the underground. Why am I still doing yeah. that? I can write a ska song. I can write a punk rock song. I, I'm not. I'm in the underground for no reason, um, singing over um, broken strings and drunk drunken yeah. bums. <laughs> so <laughs> um, at, at ground zero. <laughs> and ground zero. Um, but 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 so I felt like, and, and I really like those records. So I felt like you know, there's a little bit of that like. Um, well, I mean, it's a little bit of a struggle, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's why I like hearing in some of these songs is everybody's got a struggle. I got struggles too, so hearing the struggles is great. Um, but but, but I didn't want to – I felt like Mike was demoing for people. This record is not a demo. No. This is like – guess what? Put my flag on the ground. This is what I'm doing right this is, now. And this, um, this is a record that basically is um, from start to finish, um, polished, leveled, set up. Sounds like it was a million-dollar – set for a million-dollar track record – and we don't know. I don't care how much it was caught. I don't know. I don't know anything How's about it. a million bucks of blood, sweat, and tears. To me, it was a million dollars of blood, sweat, and tears and, and a dedicated team to put together such a quality set of tracks that sound better than anything I've heard on a record in a long time. Totally biased. Still, I love it. Okay, let's move on to the next song, Steve. So the next song is Time, and this went from... Me, uh, me. This song, honestly, when I first started, I was like, I'm going to skip this song to my favorite song in the album. Um, I have a whole bunch of my favorite songs on the album, um, it was really hard. but um, it again. changes rapidly. But um, but time is the one that I had seen live or heard live before this, and um, the version on the record is not the same as exactly the same as what I'd heard. Um, but let's listen to a little bit. A little snippet of that right now.
1: I'm sick,
0: Time, to me, starts out like um, a song, uh, I'm going to say, off of um, Breathe. It starts out kind of slow and then suddenly breaks into this incredible um, uh, rhythm section that I know what Mike mentioned when he was writing the songs. He would write with his acoustic guitar and then he would have a... Um, a device that would help him put together a rhythm section that went with it. I don't know if this came out of that because I know that Smiley and and, and uh, James. James together can write incredible rhythm sections because they have and you can see them on the songs. But suddenly it breaks into something that sounds like something I've never heard before on a Mike Peters record. Um, it also flows really well. And yeah, it is one of my favorite songs on the record. So this, again, like I said, this is now my favorite song something else i've noticed on this record um there is an old demo that i heard from the late 1999 2000 time called days i don't know where i heard it i think mike played a bunch of new solo um songs um after rise before the alarm 2000 and i think there's part of that song is included in, in here i think where he says that he, he actually uses the word days and it reminds me of that that track but something i've noticed on this record and something that 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 again was not frustrating but obvious when mike did some of the songs on like the with the big 50 tracks and the 40 tracks and stuff is that he would he would have an idea and he would run with that single idea and just beat the out of it (laughs) and 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 usually it was it was great right um but i think this record has is a different um i think Mike took two, three, four, ten ideas, and he wraps them up in all these songs. And I think what you're what you're hearing from the this what we what we hear is like a brighter production, or or you know better sounding, or you know, or um, is 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 lots of ideas, and not just a lot of ideas thrown into a mix. Not like yeah. not like a Green Day song from American Idiot, where it's a bunch of actual different songs together. I mean, different ideas layered on top of each other that that makes sense against one another, and make these songs really interesting. And, and and it's not like he just flies off in a jam in some way, this way. I mean, it it makes a whole, the song makes a whole song. I think you got it. I think you just put your finger on what I've been trying to think about this. Um, because I haven't, this hasn't been how I've felt about some other releases. Um, I did feel exactly like you're thinking, Steve, on the Bond and the co- collective, lots of ideas um, that could have been fleshed out into much much more robust songs and then this these 10 songs are the opposite each one is comprised of all these ideas together but the best parts of every idea yeah. to make the best song and i'll tell you one thing that i that watching the um the version of two rivers from the gathering you can hear mike making up lyrics as he goes along and the lyrics he's making up come from every one of the 10 songs on this record and when you hear the new version of two rivers too and other hard. records when you hear the new version of two rivers off the, the the later live versions now the lyrics are completely different but you hear him talking about there must be a way tomorrow time all of those in the lyrics of that song meaning he was pulling pieces out of that song to words from those combined together with all these other ideas all these songs are one song yeah no I mean there is and, and we'll get to that because I have some ideas around that as well um, but I think that um, that definitely what you're saying you know what makes me so excited about this record is that I mean there's so much to these to these songs so okay next up is love and understanding let's take a listen I'd to somebody down
1: all your pain if I could move a I put myself in harm That's what yeah, blows that, me away. That's on every, every and every
0: time every time it comes on um, cuz I have this I, I made a CD, the first CD I I've, I've actually burnt in maybe a decade, I burnt a CD just to play in my car cuz my car plays CDs louder than it plays the iPhone. Um and um and I keep thinking, I go, okay, here, you know, time just came on. Here's going kind to of love and understanding. The sonic levels are going to be different. It's going to be too loud. Cause there, there have been records in the past where that's the case, right? Where you've turned up one song cause you want to hear it louder. Not a problem with this song at all. This song blows you away, but not with volume, with a- actual quality of and songwriting. The production, like the speakers and blow up. The speakers blow up on this record like a, like a, a raw young, team of of guys putting together a record not knowing how to put together a record, where now you have a seasoned guy putting together a record and you have the same sound quality you'd get from uh, but four guys playing live in the studio, but you're getting it so pristine rather than the raw sound you would get yeah, from I think, I think from like a punk band putting together a four track in the studio. This is like I, I think this song is is uh, it gets the benefit of Mike's iterations. You know, I think he's been trying to perfect this song with this sound for a long time through even from the alarm you know like like you said like you have strength which this sounds a little bit like um to black sun which was which was you know kind of like this all i wanted from the solo record um some of the stuff with color sound um you know even something like gun to my head from um, from the counterattack collective you know like have a similar sound but but not not as perfected as this and the part we heard that we heard was um, my actual favorite part of this song, I and I don't say. exactly know why it's my favorite song, but it's, but it's the it you we got part of the first verse, and in this first verse, there's you have the drumming, and this never happens in a in really in in too many Mike Peters alarm songs before this. You'll have subtle drumming changes in the verse. This one, you have the verse played on an acoustic, electric sounding guitar that just sounds incredible and then there's a drum percussion change in the middle of the verse and it's exactly what I was looking for in the song right right like like it happened like I'm listening to them all and in fact throughout this entire record exactly where I thought Hey, you know what? Right now, I there should like be it. an acoustic guitar strum. <laughs> there it came. You know, what? it's so funny because there are there are so many songs in the past where I'm like, "Wow, you know, this song would be really good if the melody just changed a bit here, or there was just this little part here." And I think this song, I'll, I don't say that. I, I I can't wait to hear the parts of every single one of the songs, including "Love and Understanding." I'm it's exactly what I'm thinking like like the left turn that my peers makes is exactly the one that I wanted in the song and it's there and it's like oh my god this record should be a 10 million seller I don't know if it's going to it know what it's going to be but anyway let's go on yeah. that never happens here but here is brighter than the sun
1: as the light of the day comes home and the stars Brighter than the sun We depend
0: brighter than the sun yeah. So, what do you think about this one? Sounds like a, a color sound song, but on the softer side of Mike the theaters and Billy Duffy. Side of Color sound that was on a lot of those demos that didn't get recorded in the records from the Color Sound, um, uh, the three album you know rec- record they yeah, put out. At the Yeah, end. the Color Sound um, collection. Um, and um, I really like this one. It's been being played live right now, and it's actually morphing as they play it. But this one is one of the best. Some of the best. Well. Protection comes next and that is some of the best singing that Mike Peters has ever done his entire career. But Brighter Than the Sun to me is the best of his sort of acoustic rock and roll singing. Yeah. I think this is this is um this one is, is coming up and grabbing me right now as I start listening to the tracks again. So um so I really enjoy Brighter Than the Sun. Um as as I've sort of concentrated on some of the other songs and I'm listening to this one sort of exclusively and it's Awesome yeah and this has the same changes Mike Peters faints left goes right, faints right goes left and then just punches you in the gut with like what you weren't expecting well, like, I mean and, and I there's th- a power to this that is tempered. But when it comes it hits you and then it goes away as fast as it got there And you're where'd that go? But I think, where'd it come from? I think what you're ta- you're actually describing the next two songs yeah. as well. Protection, Protection and, and, and tear apart do the same thing Protection Should
1: have seen a bullet coming. Should have known what from it takes.
0: I think I think this song also uh, has the benefit of of Mike listening to the radio now. Um, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of songs currently popular in the UK that have that are sort of going back to something they just they call yacht rock, which is like rock from the '70s. This has that feel to it. Um, in some ways, you know, people are discovering things from the '70s that in the '70s were like not as were very popular, but kind of seen as. Um, as uh as for to punk rockers and kind of lame but but that also means that at the time you missed a whole whole generation of melodies and harmonies and songs that could be turned into something else so to me protection sounds a bit like transcendental when it starts it's okay it's transcendental but transcendental to me was limited in scope right and this is not limited in so, yeah, scope. So tra- Transcendental on Rise again is to me is a little bit of my Peter's going, "Hey everybody, I can write this kind of song too." This song is not that way at all. This song is I'm going to write I'm going to write the best song I pos- possibly okay, can. Okay. And um and I especially like the um the second half of this song. As, not as rock songs go, not as punk rock songs go, but as pure pop, rock, um, creative songs go, Protection might quite possibly could be the best song to me that Mike Peters has ever written, bar none, across his entire career. I know people are going to argue with me about that, but I think that is a song that I never thought I would hear from him. And I and I, I think I understand that. I think time on this record is that for me, but 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 it's it no it it, it doesn't matter. So let's move on to move on to one. tear apart and it's we tear apart and then slash prisoners because prisoners is on the on the vinyl record
1: and tear apart is on here. And when it stops it starts again,
0: what to make of tear apart because I, I, I put the um, the track on, on my headphones at work and I listened a little bit and I skipped and I, I couldn't really figure this song out you can't listen to tear apart like that you have to listen to the entire track all, all the way through all of these you have to do that yeah, to be honest it, it doesn't it, it doesn't help you to go oh that's what this song is like no this song is not like that like Jeff said there's left turns and right turns and left turns when we think they're right and right turns when they're left and and all if you turns. skip around in the song you're going to miss all the turns you're just going to hear the stuff that yeah. goes straight ahead so tear apart to me is the the purest love song Mike has ever written. I may be totally wrong about that, but it feels to me like this song is about the day he met Jules. Now, I could be wrong, but I feel like that's the way Mike it is. Did he, that, that he met Jules' dad and his dad wanted to tear Mike away from Jules because you know, he was the rocker I'm um, dating his Seventeen-year-old daughter? Yeah, but they got they got engaged two weeks later, and the dad actually liked him, yeah. so not not that big big a deal. But but I think that um that that this song is is some there's some there's some great lyrics in this. There's some great parts that the. I mean, the whole thing sort of builds in a way that um that I was very surprised to hear. Um, but I love it. So on to the vinyl song, the Prisoners. prisoners. Let's take a little listen to that.
1: Ultra sound, push into-
0: So there you go, prisoners. Um, Prisoners um, to me sounds like if you squished all the songs off Bond Number One together and and made one song, it would be prisoners. Prisoners to me is the greatest rock pop. How do I say this? Is the best eighties pop rock song I've ever heard. I think it's to me. It's the greatest greatest tribute to an 80s pop rock song. I don't think it's a tribute. I think it actually is one. It's not the greatest song in the world, Steve. It's just a tribute. <laughs> I, I think that it it, um, it it definitely has the feel of a track from the 80s completely in the way that the, the way the construction, the way the chorus are sung, song, the melodies are very very much, you know, in the 80s. And it's funny because if you think about the lyrics to the song, Prisoners, and you anyway, know the lyrics of the song are, are are you know about you know you can feel about people who are sick or trying to get out of what they are. But if you think about Mike Peters as an as a, as a '80s rock icon, and the sounds of this song being sort of '80s. You know, it feels to me like he is actually fighting against the fact that he is a prisoner of people putting him in a bucket, and that bucket is what this song is. And, um, and, you know, because very few people are gonna get to hear this song, because it's only on the vinyl record, I know there are MP3s being passed around. We're gonna play a li- another second snippet of this song, so you guys can hear the end of it for now, just so you can see a little bit more of that. Um, oh, let's play that now. All right. So the next song, no Greater, Love. "No Greater Love," is my absolute favorite song on this record. I think uh, there is there is not a bad there is there is not a bad microsecond of this track. Not one. I, this is this is. I have to say that if I, I had to choose one song off this record to bring to the desert island, this is it. This would be it too. This is. Um, you know, there's a lineage, I would say, again, you go back and we're the light by the alarm, yes. unbreak the promise, um, walk forever by my side, presence of love, even though that wasn't one of my favorite songs. And I, lo- I think permanence and change too. But there's, there's a lineage of, these, of, of this sort of track, but I think um, no greater love is the ultimate – it's a capstone. Of that of that type of song, and it's it's fantastic. I, every time I hear this, I'm like, this keeps getting better. It's getting better. Oh, listen, it's getting, it's getting better, better and better and better, and better. This song. What? Hey, they put in that too. They, it keeps getting better. I can't believe they did. They t- made that choice because that choice makes it sound even better. So let's play a little bit of the song so you can hear it sound. Like. No! Okay, that's No Greater Love. Now, I have to say that I do not think this is a love song between between a man and a woman. Um, It could be. It could be all sorts of love. I think this song, honestly, to me, this song is about Mike's musical friends. Um, uh, I think he wrote this song about guys like Billy Duffy Guys like James Stevenson who have stuck by him through all these years helping him play stuff. And I could be totally wrong, but I think that that's what this sounds like to me. I mean, of course, it could be about his and fans thought, and anything else. But brother Steve, for th- all we know. For, but when I listen to this, I'm like, hey, this is about the, the people who have stuck by him and played with him and d- the whole time and not turned their back on him. Exactly, and well, and that could mean um, mus- musicians all the way from back in the '80s, um, all the way he played through. played With his friends, whatever people that have, that have that haven't let him down over the years, I think is what I think this yeah. is, including including his wife, who now plays in the band, right? So. Um, and and you know the drummers and you know all the people that are that have stepped by him um, so let's go let's, let's play let's play, before we name this track let's play let's play some of it we're going to play the we're going to play the chorus of this okay. track one and
1: want is a crowd one and one and one is a crowd and crowd is
0: I think someone told me they said, I think that sounds like a Taylor Swift song. And my response is, Taylor Swift writes some awesome songs. She also has some of the best people in the industry write songs for her. So I don't care. There's, this is, this is the thing when we talked about like these songs we played anywhere in the radio. There is no alternative anymore, right? Right. This could be a, effing Katy Perry song. It doesn't matter. It could be Adele. It doesn't matter. It de- even, even Alt Country is basically as good as the best songs on K-Rock in the 80s. These definitions don't exist anymore, yeah. right? Anyone can, can write songs like this and do it. There are, I mean, you don't have the outskirts. You have like your... Death your, metal. You've got your death metal and stuff like that, but that's all. That's all we're, we're living in an era where where these songs could be played anywhere, and if Mike Peters wrote a song like Taylor Swift, or or which I don't even know if this is, or she won't run like him, so what? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. I, I think that the definition you get are with the, the hardcore kids now is like they just like like the song's like <laughs> <Roar, roar. laughs> But um so um this is crowd trouble and crowd trouble to me is um uh, it's got three is a crowd and that means trouble. I don't know what he's referring to exactly. I'm not going to try to interpret it. It may just be a fun song, but because no, it's very I don't personal. Think it's fun. I think it's super personal and the exact reason why he wrote it that we will never know. But we can speculate all we want. Well, my speculation is that cancer is the third one and cancer is trouble. I, you know what? That's good. And then of course that runs obviously that runs through all these songs. That's the most obvious thing you go, Oh, he wrote about that but I, I think it's that and a and a lot of other stuff too. A lot too. of other stuff too. <laughs> I mean um You'll see, you'll, um, I don't know if, if this podcast is coming up before or after the, the Vardy, the Stephen Amano Vardy podcast. Um, but when you hear that one or when you, if you heard that podcast, you, these, all these songs should be a soundtrack to their story too, right? So, so this is super universal, but there's one thing about crowd trouble that struck me when I was listening to it and made me go, the switch turned on and I'm like, oh my God, I know exactly what they're doing. The end of this song does not end like any other Mike Peters song at the end of a record ever. It ends with these odd sounds, some strums, something sounds like glass breaking. And I realize this song is a cliffhanger. Right, And it's what the end of this song is the beginning of Viral Black. Right. Because, and if you go by my thinking, which is overthinking it, okay, that if, if, I mean, if, how- if Cancer is the third person... Or third thing, and it's trouble. Then when you get to Viral Black, which is what cancer is, a black virus that takes over your body, then the end of this song is the beginning of the fight against it, which is Viral Black. Uh, you know what, Jeff? That's, that's, a, that's a that's a great assessment. I think that, that could be it. And the thing is, I can't wait. I can't wait to do a review of Viral, viral Black like this when it comes out. I can't wait to hear those 10 songs, but... Or wh- how many songs there are. But I actually... I actually like that we have a few months to um, in between where we can still digest what's going on. Now, Ryan, you come here. Ryan, Ryan, who was in the car when we got back when we came back from UCLA, has heard. Hello. Say, um, Ryan, you've heard all of Blood Red, and I know there's a few tracks in Good. this that you like. Um, you, um, you like. Um, uh, Coming backwards, correct? Uh, yeah. Did Did you what? Did you, any other songs that struck you as songs that you thought were um were uh, pretty good and you listened to again?
1: Every single one. Every single one. There we go. That's
0: Ryan's review. Every single one. Uh,
1: the, it's a pretty good eight record, out of right? eight.
0: Great. Eight, <laughs> eight, out, eight out of eight. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. that. was Good. That goes along with the um the title yeah, of this podcast. I which is, so so um my fourteen year old was like, wow, this is a great record. And she heard Love and Understanding and Time, just like, this is great. Um, the 11-year-old as well. Um, even the oldest one, my oldest daughter, was like, hey, this is Mike Peters, but it doesn't sound like what Mike Peters normally does. And and I think they all really enjoyed that fact that this is something totally different. different. Um, it's not it's not like the songs you heard before, but um, but they all liked it. Yeah, which yeah, is, which is amazing. And there's nothing wrong with songs about um, weather or the riv- or rivers. There are none of those on this one. There will be on the next one, I'm sure. Um, because that's a metaphor that um, is used a lot in his in his songwriting, but there there are none. This is totally different. Yeah, the I words think- and everything are completely different. i just sum up. I think this album is about there's every kind of love imaginable on this record that Mike is talking about between family members, his wife, his kids. You know, no greater love. All, that song struck me a little bit. Maybe about his boys. Um, you know, it could again. I said the thing about band members, but there's something. You know, it, it seems like there's there's he he covers every type of of ways that people are c- connect with one another or could be connected on this record. Um, the strain being that I believe that when there's some sort of tragedy going on, you need those connections to survive, and I think that's that's what this is about, and that's what blood red, blood red, blood, blood brothers, blood family members blood everything you know it's what it's what runs through you and keeps you going it's the blood running through my veins that was in strength that then that song leads into the love hope strength which is the blood that then we can which, you know that that you take the you you know get on the list so you can save other people which leads directly to love and understanding which actually has some of the same songs and it ends up on the same tune. same <laughs> some of the same love. L- l- lyrics. yeah so I'd say that there's there's a lot about this record to like. In fact, there's everything about this rec- record to like, um, and I think it will grow. You know, if you if you came to this record wanting another punk rock sort of, you know, Mike redoing the Alarm again, um, you'll you'll be um, you'll probably disappointed. Um, but I hope the first, time the first time you listen to it, but I hope you you go back and listen, listen again and again and again and get what this is about, because when it clicks in and when you get it, you know, it's like honestly, it's like an epiphany. You're like, I get it now. This is the best record Mike Peters ever made. Yes, I actually said that the, after the first listen. Um, but, um, then, and, and so we're going, we are way over the amount of time someone wants to listen to us blabber on about a record. Hope you enjoyed the, uh, the, the snippet tracks, especially if you haven't heard the record. Um, if you want to buy it, it's available on thealarm.com only right now. And that's where I would go get it. Um, I buy a copy for everyone you know. <laughs> um, but, um, it's, uh, it's a very, um, it's a very good record um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it an excellent um, I think Mike Peters has written excellent tunes and they've had excellent records before as the alarm this is really yeah, billed as Mike about. Peters and the alarm there's, 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 there's not one bad tune not one bad note um, this is the one I was gonna guys say there's nothing to complain about about the records that came before I just think this is sort of like Mike spent a long time after his solo records doing the alarm stuff, coming back. This is like the summing up of all of it, I think, right now. This is a sum. It's a sum, and hopefully we get a lot more of it on, on Viral Black. But for now, this is Blood Red. Jeff gives it a grand 10 out of 10. I, I do the same, and I'm going to go listen to it again right now in the car. And actually, I'm going to turn this one up to 11. I'm this one on 11 out of 10. Totally biased fanboy rating. Eleven out of ten. Steve I twelve 30. out of ten. Steve's of 10. totally biased fanboy rating, twelve out of ten. I can't do I can't I can't uh do any better than that, so that's you know uh there you go. blood t- red that means uh, what, twenty three out of twenty. Twenty three out of twenty fantastic okay signing off um enjoy go back and listen if you haven't heard the record go back and listen to the little snippets those aren't going to be enough you're going to need to hear more pieces because you've only heard part of each song and each song changes along the way that's it till next time thanks a lot guys
1: You oh, are oh, f- f- not still recording long,